Welcome to track number three of Warnings of Purpose. We're doing in Switzerland at a point, and even uh, paying transport, go come, go come. We don't do that, and that was an exception. And we don't we don't do that anymore. Any person in Switzerland who doesn't want to go at his own expense should kindly lay down his Bible and just be in a, the nearest church as an usher or whatever work you can do there. You do it there. That's all. Yeah. Are you listening to me? So, a lay pastor is somebody who is not paid transportation. And I want to say that even one day, if I'm not around, I will tell you a sign of the corruption of this church is when lay pastors are paid. Even the smallest amount of money. You just mark it. If If I die before you, Remember, if you are still in the church, that I told you this particular sign, that it is the sign that the church is going off course, that lay pastors are paid, giving transport, any form of money or whatever for the work that they do. Because the essence of being a lay pastor is that you are volunteering your help that the church has not got the need to pay for which other churches are trying to emulate and others are trying to learn that example and also to ensure that full-time ministry is kept pure as really something that you want to do not for money so just remember because that is the very thing that will it actually change because that it's no more a lay you are no more a lay pastor. Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? When I met somebody and I was asking the person Ah, I was somewhere. I was in a, a shop and I asked, Who are all these people? And he said, all these are volunteers. So I said, how much do you give? I mean, I, I thought, I knew that it was actually a trick question to find out whether they were really volunteers. Because you people don't understand the term volunteer. Then they mentioned, oh, we just give this one this, we 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 give this one that for transport, for this, for transport, like that. When you add it all together, and I said, ah, the, I, I knew certain people who even worked for me, and I said, that person, his salary is less than the amount that you, you are giving this volunteer. And then I also pointed out, and I said, ah, it is even illegal. Because all these people are actually employees. But you are not declaring them as employees. Apart from anything else, it's also illegal. And you don't pay tax, you don't pay social security, and whatever it is. Because they are, you, you, in your mind, they are volunteers, but you are just giving them this for transportation. Do you understand? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just explaining to you so that you will have um, a certain understanding of what is a lay 
person or what a volunteer is. Are you with me? Because it is very, very important. It's very important for you to know the difference. Amen. A volunteer is a person who performs a service willingly and without pay. This is according to the dictionary. He performs a service willingly and without pay. These are two important characteristics. Yes. He performs a service willingly. And that is why, after we've appointed pastors as lay pastors, and then it looks like we are dragging them around, and they don't really want to do it, then it's better that they don't do it, because a volunteer says, no, I've come. I want to volunteer to help. You don't have to pay me. I'll do everything. Then I say, no, but you know, you need to give me this and that. So you're not my volunteer. You're You're an employee. So, it's either this or that. You can't have your cake and eat it. Do you understand when you say you can't have your cake? Somebody brings cake. Now, you want to have that cake sitting there. At the same time, you want to eat the cake. There are two options. If you eat it, it will not be there. It will not more be on the plate. It will not more be standing because it's in your stomach. So, that's what it means. That you can't have your cake and at the same time eat it. If you eat it, you will not have it on the plate yeah. in, the, in the house. It will not be in the house again. Because it is in your stomach. You can have your cake and eat it. Choose what you want. And anyway, 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 anyway. If you don't believe in this idea, please go to another church. This is the main advice I can go to because in this church, this is how we are doing things here. This is what has, this is what has worked and what we are seeing that is better. In fact, we've tried different mixtures and so on and we have found that it is not a good thing. You're either coming this way or you're going this way. You look at the full-time ministry in many other places. It's all fighting about money, about cars, about what this person will get, what that person will get. That's why I say, look, if you want to give yourself to the ministry, come, give yourself. Don't, don't say that it's, it, mix it up with a financial, uh, so you're not sure whether it's a financial move or what. It's true. If you are in midlife, you are having midlife crisis, and the midlife crisis is around uh, the age of uh, 40, 36 to 46. You know, and you begin to reassess yourself, your life goal, what you have achieved, whether you have achieved it, what you should have done, whether you prospered in what you were doing. You begin to reassess it. And during that time, people take all sorts of strange decisions. Because you look and you realize that, hey, it's finishing. And, and where am I? Where, where, where? What have I got for all that I've done? If you are having midlife crisis, don't bring it on the church. <laughs>
It means to do something on one's own volition. To enlist. To offer services. To put at one's disposal. To stand up. To step forward. To submit oneself. To take the initiative. To take upon oneself the job. That's what it means. Do you understand? So what we are saying is that when you started as a lay pastor, your eyes were not on money. And it's surprising that in our church, rather, I'm rather having to deal with lay pastors on such issues rather than even full-time pastors. Do you know how much full-time pastors are paid? You should ask them how much they are paid. Even listen to some of the camps where some of people were interviewed and they, they said how much they were paid. Go find out how much people are paid in the full-time ministry. You don't know what people have done to be in the ministry. If you are not prepared to do it, don't try to figure things out in another way. God will smash you. will smash you. You should watch some films to see how you will be smashed. Purpose of lay pastors. Number one, it is the purpose of lay pastors is for all pastors, whether lay pastors or full time pastors, to earn for themselves a grade of dignity and wholesome influence in the church. You just write down while we explain a grade of dignity and influence in the church. You are going to get some amount of dignity and influence in the church. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 13 says, They that have used the office of a deacon purchase to themselves a good degree which is a Greek word, bathmos, which means a grade of influence and dignity. Amen. Grade of influence and dignity. Amen. Are you there? And it comes from the word bathmos, a grade of dignity and wholesome influence. Bath, M-O-S, B-A-T-H-M-O-S. Whenever you work for the Lord, you earn for yourself a grade of dignity. And the idea of full-time pastors, is lay pastors, is that pastors, not just full-time pastors, but every pastor will earn a good degree. Whether you are paid or you are not paid, whether you have the calling for full-time or you don't have the call, everybody will get a degree. Because there are the day that have used the office of a deacon, get for themselves a good degree. It is the day that are paid by the church. Be 
those that have used the office of a deacon, or the office, a deacon, diaconos, helper, servant, if you work well in that office, you will, you will, unless the Bible is not true, you will get a good degree. You will get it. You will get it. Whether you were paid or you were not paid, you will get a good degree. And our aim is that everybody who says, I believe God has called me, whether you are, you are supposed to die or not to die, you get the good degree. And that is the offer that, to me, I'm seeing it as a spiritual thing that I'm giving you an opportunity to have. If you are seeing it differently, then your purpose is different from my purpose. And that's why I'm explaining to you the purpose of making a, a lay pastor is to help you to get a good degree. Now, you are not seeing it that way. That is why the wardrobe is not going downstairs. After one hour, it's not going downstairs. <laughs> when I push, you pull. When I pull, you push. And it's falling on our toes. And we are screaming. So we seem to be doing something totally different. I thought that you said that God had called you. Only that due to certain things, you are not able to do it all. all. So great, no problem. Most people will not be able to. So I'm giving you an opportunity to have a good degree. What a bad thing have I done to you? That is the spiritual purpose. To give you that opportunity. Number two. The purpose... For labor, I'm giving you the spiritual, these are spiritual purposes. Is to let them, to allow them to do good and to be rich in good works. So that they have a good foundation for eternity. To allow them to do good and to be rich in good works. Is to be rich in good works. So that they will have a foundation for eternity. When Major Neville died, I stood at his funeral and gave a tribute to his good works that he did in the church. Because he did some good works in the church. Did he not? He did. So, these are the things, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6 verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world, that they should not be high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may hold on, hold on to eternal life. Charge them. Those that have money. It's a money verse. But it's also telling you that the people should be rich, that they should do good, and be rich in good works, so that they will have a good foundation against the time to come, and they will lay hold on eternal life. It's like you see somebody learning something and exam is coming next. So he's laying a foundation for that time which is to come. One day, all of us will be dead. And you will be glad that you had an opportunity. And you wait and see. When you die, you see that there is nothing 
that can be said about you. Even, I mean, was I at a funeral recently? Was I at any funeral recently? What funeral was that? Ah, okay. I thought I'd been at a funeral recently. But you see, when at a funeral, they sometimes they'll be passing through the pages. You say you've gone here, you've done this. There's no time. In many places, they bury six coffins at a time. Five, four. When Pastor Joel's father died, how many were they? Four coffins in one day. They don't have time to be ready. Say you were here, you did. No, 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 no. So many of us. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot say what, what you have done. <laughs> how can we say, we say one hymn for you? And then, once you, you work at PWD, you went here, you did this. No, 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 no. And, and cast your mind back. You know, you, you need to sometimes watch funerals. On my DVD collection, I have a number of funerals that I, I, I watch. Kenneth Higgins' funeral, Aura Roberts' funeral, Bishop Patterson's, funeral, uh, Patterson's funeral. I watch them. I watch them. I get a lot of education as I watch when people are talking, this, that, that. It teaches me so much. You should watch some funerals. You, you will learn a lot. I tell you, you look and say, hey. And you, you realize that when you die, eh, there is nothing about you. You stand up. If you are dead, you see that even your school, we don't know your school. But we know your church. We know anything spiritual that you did. But let's say you went to this school. Where you were, I don't know. I don't know anything about all that. Well, you have, how many children you have, I don't know. But your, your works, that's the foundation for a time that is coming. I'm telling you. You may not, you may not and you see that it was the greatest privilege I gave to lay pastor. Somebody whose real work is not pastoral work. By giving you the chance to be a volunteer. To offer your services. And have a degree. You should be thanking me every day. Not insulting me and asking me that your tire, your carburetor is getting spot, the mileage on your tires, the mileage on your car. You are writing to me that you want a percentage of the offering. About four or six pastors wrote to me that they want a percentage. After we have paid rent, they want a percentage. It's Switzerland. Switzerland pastors. Zuri guy. Mostly uneducated fellows. Who cannot understand the preaching that we are preaching about. And most of the rebellious people are not educated. I mean secular formal education. And most rebellious people who do coup d'etats, overthrow and so on, do mutinies and those kind of things. They are low-ranking officers. Right? And, I mean, people without uh, the, the latitude of the scope of thinking. They, they don't have that wideness of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about the term. Even in, in secular... When, when, you are, when you are overthrowing, when you are overthrowing a head of state, you are killing him and so on, your swing, your thought uh, swing is narrow. You don't understand... Yes, latitude and swing. It's not wide. <laughs> Your mind cannot reason to that extent of what you are doing. That's why you, you should watch. There is a film that I will recommend that you watch. It's called the, uh, the Bounty. Mutiny on the Bounty. It's a true story. That happened. And the people gang up and threw the captain out. They threw the captain out. 
And when he was going, he asked the guy who was training, he asked, can you lead these people? Do you understand what you have done? And do you understand what is happening? If you are a landscaper, you get up, you execute President Mills, President this, President this, and so Do you understand what it means and who are you going to command now? Uh, the mind doesn't just say, hey, 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 We don't go sit down. Why should we? Why should we? Why should we work in a shopping mall that we ourselves cannot afford to shop in? Why should we work in a hospital that we cannot afford to be admitted in? Why should we work in a hotel that we can never afford to sleep in? So why? It's not right. That's not right. Why should we do that? We cannot have that. We don't go sit down and make the that. Why should I work in a shop? I cannot buy anything in that shop. Why should I work in a hospital as a cleaner that I cannot afford to be sick in that hospital? Why? Shop why? Then we don't go sit down. Make them do this to us again. I should not work in a hotel like this. I cannot afford to sleep in this hotel. And I work here there now. It's not right. I said it's not right. See, your mind is not deep. It's small like this. You cannot swing. Why should I? Why should I be in the church and preach and take offering? And then I, I cannot eat some of that offering. It's the same kind of thinking. Why should I come to church and pay for my own fuel to come to church? It's because your mind does not understand. That is why you see that people who are volunteers, there's a certain mentality. And that's why maybe some of you, we made a mistake to make you a pastor. Because we didn't know that you were so lowly in, in your depth of understanding was so shallow that we made that mistake of making you a pastor. Why should I work in a hospital that I cannot afford to be sick in that hospital? Why? <laughs> look at look at what you are look at the question that you are asking. Look at the question that you are asking. And you want to use this type of question to lead people to follow you. When I had a mind to give you a good foundation for the time to come, that was not your mind. That was not your mind. Yeah, that was not your mind. I thought that I was giving you a... Because other than that, I would have rather kept all the members at a particular location. I'm not going to start another church somewhere else. We have depleted our attendances at different places to start branches at different... And give somebody like you an opportunity to preach. Now you are standing there asking that, why should you work in a church 
and preach the word of God, you shouldn't collect that offering to the house. Why should I work in a hospital that I cannot afford to be sick in that hospital on admission there? You are a fool, that's why. That's why you are a damn fool. That is the reason why you cannot be on admission there. You better go to the polyclinic. You can never be on admission there. <laughs> Get to the hepatitis right now. Why should I work in a hotel? I cannot sleep in. <laughs> Why should I work in a kitchen? And be cutting food I cannot eat. over the nations. They are taking over the hospitals. They are taking over the, uh, the, the shopping center. They are taking over everything. Because they say, why should we work there when we cannot be there? I had a friend who had a restaurant. And the people in the restaurant said, why should we work here when we cannot? So every day they would take chicken, the frozen one, and they throw it over the wall. After closing, they go around the world, they pick it and they go home. Then they put eggs, they put it inside, inside the pants. And so when they are going home, you see them walking like this. You see them walking like this. Why should I work in the kitchen? I cannot eat the eggs. Why should I work in the kitchen? I cannot take the egg to the house. It's because you are a fool. You are what? A fool. A fool. A fool. You put X in the pants. <laughs> okay. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Look, we have a lot of things to do, so... Number three, the purpose of lay pastors is to allow many who are called, many are called, many, I know that not just three people are called, many are called, many are called, many of us here are called, amen. So the purpose of lay pastors is to allow the many who are called to bear fruit, amen. John 15 Verse 16, it says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Amen. Amen. Why? Because this verse that applies to everybody who prays all the prayers in John 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Why don't you ask what you will? John 15, 7, 16, 
I chose you, I ordained you. All those scriptures for people who pray and people who are Christians. You are also chosen and you are ordained. I know. Before you are ordained by a man, you are ordained by God. Before you are chosen by a man, you are, by, you are chosen by God. I know it. And that is why I ordain people. We ordain people I, during ISI. Pastors who are not in our church. Other people. We are always trying to say, try to, you can have opportunity to do something. Preach. Anyone. Can I help you in any way? Not only our church. I've been trying. So when we do that, and then now you are turning it into something else. We should have kept our members. There is a pastor. I was talking to him one time. He has a big church in, 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 in the UK. And he said to me, look, we were at an old church. Alright? And I had a pastor. I had beautiful church members. God blessed us with a new building. I was standing in the building when he was showing me the building. And he said... I decided to move to the new building. But I realized that so many of the people were used to the old building. So he said, I decided to give my associates, who had been with me for so many years, I said, you stay at the old place. While I'll move and redevelop this at the new premises that we have. So he did that. And he said to me, he said, for branches, me never. No way. He said, what I have seen. He said, after some time, this associate whom he was given the opportunity to be a head pastor. You see, that's why when you see the senior pastor talking in a way, they can easily curse you. Easily. Easily before you realize you can be. Something will be said. And that will be. You will wither. And he said, I left them. He told me, he said, the families most of the mature families and the members who had been our members for years personal knew them for years. I left them all at the old place. And the guy spoke to them one by one, one by one, one by one. And took them all away and before he realized, he lost the whole church to this associate. So he said, branches for me. So I'm staying here with my one big church. Because his church is big. Because an elephant, when it loses weight, it is still a very big, bigger than a fox or a dog. Yes. Even when it has diarrhea, you see that it is big. <laughs> yeah. Even when it loses weight, you see that it is bigger than a dog. Even when it has granny's stomach, you see that it's big. He said, I will not. And you ask yourself, why should you? Why should we start a branch here in America? Or here in Switzerland? Or here, here? Where those people would have even come. They would have come. And we've started giving you an opportunity. To what? To bear fruit. To have a good degree. To prepare a good foundation for your eternal appearance which is coming. That one, rather, you are telling again, then you forgot. You see, that is why we are talking about warnings. To remember the purpose for the thing. That's why I'm on the purpose of lay pastors. Why did we make lay pastors? For people who also have a good foundation for it. We all stand together. And I'll call my lay daughter, Noshka. I'll call my lay pastor. We are, 
Yeah, I would tell the Lord, He has helped me since we started at the beginning. He was in sleeping in the same room with me. He has helped me. You may be surprised that His reward will even be more than mine. You don't know. You don't know. I hope not. But you never know. So eternity, eternity is, is, is a wonderful thing. Yeah. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if Dr. Nosh is dead today and I'm preaching at his funeral, it is not whether I ate his stew. He ate my stew when we were in the, in the class. It's not about whose stew he uh, who ate when we were roommates. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. It is the work that he has done and the help that he was given. When we were coming to America, I didn't know anybody. He was the only person that I knew. And somebody called him and told him, don't allow this uh, uh, bishop, bishop uh, Dag. I don't know if that was a bishop there. He said he's going to, he's just going to use you. He said, how they talk. Yeah. But all that, I can talk about all that. I, can, I don't have to read this. I don't have to read something to make a tribute about, about him. I don't have to read, read it out. Do you understand? And, and my prayer is that even if I went into this thing full time from 1989 or whenever, and he went on another route, he will still have a good foundation. When he stands there, he's not going to stand on something shaking. And we don't know how it will be. And the final, that is the purpose. Oh. But that purpose has been forgotten by a lot of people. You've forgotten the reason why lay pastors was introduced. It's not about dissipating members. In London, we would have kept all the people at uh, the apart. Yeah. London is not a place. We take you, we cross from here to here, here to here. It's not someone who says that you should be. Why do you say you'll be here, you'll be here? It's to give everybody a, something, opportunity. That was, that was the whole idea. Why yeah. well, you keep your word? I'm telling you that. Number three, four. The purpose of lay pastors is to accommodate different measures and levels of giftings. Amen. Different levels, measures of gifts. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling. He gave to one five talents. To another one. To another two. Amen. So to accommodate different levels. So maybe God may have given me 1,000 church, but he has only given you one little church. And that one little church does not require you to leave your job. So to accommodate somebody like you with your level, maybe your level is level 2.8, and I have got a gift of level 7.9. And 7.9 needs not only to do it full time, but even needs some people to also be full time to help him. At level 2.3, you don't even need to be doing it full time. So to accommodate your level, because God didn't give everybody the same level of gift. I didn't say it. He said it. Uh, one he gave five, one he gave two, one he gave one. And the Bible says, unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ that is in him. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Everybody has been given a measure. So your measure may not require even that you should step out of your job for even one minute. But the fact that you've been given only one talent does not mean that you should not bear fruit. I asked a good 
householder have to give you the opportunity to use your one talent. If I've given you the opportunity to use your one talent, is this something that you want to turn against me? All that I, I should get from you is gratitude. Gratitude till you die. And when you are dead, one day, you will re- be very glad. Or when you are struck with an incurable disease, you will always be glad for me that I gave you that opportunity and had a church in which somebody like you, with your characteristics and your abilities, <laughs> was given an opportunity. I mean, look at the gift that God has given me. Today, I'm doing everything that God has anointed me to do. I've I've been doing it, and it goes to a certain level, a certain high level. That I actually need people that work for me, for me to be able to do what I'm doing. Yeah. But it was not always like that. And I know that not everybody has that gift. Administration, leadership, management, finances, different things apart from what is it. And all those things are in the Bible. They are all different gifts and abilities. But you see, not everybody has... I know that not everybody has that. So you with your small ones, right? Oh, Sanquas, get away. Oh, you, you are nobody. God has called. Where is your anointing? That's what I could have told you. Why are you? Oh, go and concentrate on your work. Be an usher in the church. Oh, why are you? When you come to the church, you stay in your own order. When, when we come to the bank, we'll give you respect. That's where you work. That's how I would have told you. I said, go to your work and whatever. Here, this, this is what people were told. Oh, they were, go back to work, go to your work or whatever. Here, yeah, I've given you the opportunity. So, you don't realize what has been done for you and with you. Many places they went in have called you pastor. They would have called you cell leader. Even the cell leader. You would have been a committee member or you would have been nothing. But you see, those of you who are saying in your head, oh, I would have been something. You are the rebellious people. It's true. Because you, you don't want to acknowledge what has been done to enable you to be where you are. That is why in your head you say, but I could say to Archbishop Duncan William, you have done nothing for me. It is not true. It is not true. I, but I could say, what has he done for me? Did he train me in the ministry? It trained me. He never sat down and trained me. When I called him for help, to come and help, uh, whatever, he rather sent somebody to come and do an announcement for his church. The person came to do an announcement for his church. What has he done to help me? I can also talk in a way and minimize things and make things sound absurd. But you see, that is an ungrateful person because there are many things that he has done for me. Even just existing and many prayers and many, many things I can go into. But it is an ungrateful person who has mentality works in a way that to reduce everything to absurdity. What have, what have you done for me? What have you done for me? 
what is it again? I have done and this and that and so what? What I mean, what I was in your church and so I was in other churches. I also went to Calvary Baptist Church. I went to Rick Church. I went to this church. What have you done for me? Did you ever do this for me? Did you ever make me a leader? Did you ever do I can't talk in a way. That is a sign of a rebellious person who is ungrateful for what God has given that even the prayers and the things and the presence and the words. You can hear those words all through my uh, 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 preaching. You can hear the sound of the voice that person and things that he has said and directed and done in the spirit even. It's your wickedness and rebelliousness that will not want to acknowledge what somebody has, has done for you, no matter how tiny it is. You know I've been a cell leader. Then your head, your head is good. Say, I would have been a cell leader. I would have been a cell leader. <laughs> I would have been a cell leader. I would have been a cell leader. <laughs> it was so some way. Is that person not some way? How many agree with me that the person is really, 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 really some way? Number five, the purpose of lay pastors is to accommodate different levels of sacrifice. Different levels of sacrifice. What are different levels of sacrifice? Listen, I will not even tell you where it is. If a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Or if a soul touch any unclean thing, he shall also be unclean. If he touch the uncleanness of a man, he shall be guilty. Or if a soul swear, pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good, he shall be guilty. And it shall be, listen, when he shall be guilty in one of these things, that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord for, for his sin, which he had sinned. A female from the flock, a lamb, or a kid of the goats, for a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him. Amen. Are you with me? But if he is not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass which he has committed two turtle doves and two young pigeons. If he is not able to bring the lamb, he should bring pigeons. And he shall bring them unto the priest and he shall sprinkle the blood of the sin offering. Now, if he is also not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he that sin shall bring for his offering the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour. Flour. For a sin offering, he shall put no oil upon it, neither shall he put any frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. levels of sacrifice. Somebody is prepared to give up his whole life. When Bishop Saki was coming into ministry, 
He did not even want to earn one month salary as a lawyer. He said, whatever it is that I will earn, even one month, it's okay. I don't like it. I want to work for the Lord. You want to earn 10 years of lawyer's salary before you come. If you will come, you are prepared to give less. It's also accepted. Now you say you don't want to give 10 years. You want to give retirement. From 65 onwards. Some flower. You two, you two are what? Accepted. You are also accepted. And all of us will sit in the same room. That's why we put that color. You people should appreciate that color and that ordination. I'm telling you, appreciate it. We have not distinct because we know we will stand before God. And there are some lay pastors who are doing better than full-time pastors. If your sacrifice is at this level, somebody sacrifice at this level, somebody sacrifice at this all of us can have a place. That is what the lay ministry is doing and has done for us. Yeah. Accommodate the different levels. I never worked as a doctor the potential that I could have earned. I said, it's okay. It's okay. I'll go now. Dr. Joe, he did not care. Stand up. Stand up. (laughs) 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 He, he, he could not come initially. He couldn't. He couldn't. Does it mean he's Satan? Does it mean he's not a pastor? Does it mean he's not called? Does it mean he shouldn't have something to do? No, it doesn't mean any of those things. If he cannot do that at the beginning, he cannot give a lamb, so he's dead. No! There's option for turtle doves and pigeons. There's an option for turtle doves and pigeons. Even one, I will come today. And somebody will say, I want to go for some time. Not even, he may not even know what. But at a point, he, would, he may even say, I don't like it again. He wanted to go to London so badly. Yeah. He wanted to specialize. Can you blame him for wanting to specialize? It's, it's natural. And I also would have loved to specialize. I had so many areas I would have loved to specialize. So it's okay with the specialization. No problem. I've dashed it. I'm able to give a lamb. Now somebody comes and when he says, I don't give up my whole medical career. Also, so, okay, therefore, go to hell. If, like, if you don't have patience, you will not have a lot of children. A person who has patience has a lot of children. You can write it down and remember. If you are patient, you have... Sometimes you ask yourself, how do you get all these people? How come you get all these people are, are with you? Patience and forgiveness 
you have plenty children, different variations of children. I'm telling you. So look at Pastor Joe. He went, he left us. We begged him in a meeting. Dr. Go, were you at that meeting? <laughs> I was there. I was there with the university students. When the meeting, I remember, I, we begged him. We said, please don't go. You see these people. He, he was the shepherd. He was a pastor of the, he was a pastor of the youth. And he was very good. Very, very good. So, I was there. And the people were saying that, you, you see, as you are going, going. And the people were saying that, you see, as you are going, we don't have anybody like you to really help us. That's what they told him. I was personally in the meeting. <laughs> I was in the meeting. So I remember very well, I, I told him, look, what you are doing, what you are doing, these people, I don't know what is going to happen because we are all, I mean, I was doing something else in Mateko. He was also in Kolebu. I said, these guys will really be I mean, left without a shepherd. I said, oh, it's, it's nothing at all. Bishop really believes in me. He believes in what I'm doing. And he, he gave me a sign that Bishop has done this for me. Because of this, it means Bishop approves my going. What was the sign? Oh. <laughs> so, it was a, it was a blessing. And I told him that. Then it means that I gave him some. Yeah, you gave him some money. So you bought the ticket and gave him some money to then go. I bought the ticket. You, you helped him to go. Then yeah. I thought that. Then it means that you don't know Bishop <laughs> because I know. I said Bishop can drive you to the airport and not be happy with you. <laughs> I actually fly the plane. Am I lying, Dr. Joe? I told you. I said, Bishop can drive you to the airport and not be happy with you. He said, Please, you don't understand your father. again. Wow. And I said, mm. <laughs> And he said, enough. And I didn't believe him. It takes time to believe. So I took time to believe. But after some time, I realized that he was serious. And he said, okay. I said, okay, fine. So if he's been able to come, that he didn't come at the day one. But they can come at day 250. Meanwhile, we've got 1,800 days. Old, and you've come at 250. Why not? Or oh, you came at 1,200 and we have 1,800. Why not? Why not? Why not? So, that's what I'm explaining. That without delay, 
ministry. We will have only those who, are prepared, who have lamps. Yeah, only lamps. The rest of you, the rest of you, go to hell. The rest of you, just be there. You'll never have a chance. And everybody is even understanding the word differently in a different way. Everybody takes his own, his own way. Amen? Amen? Are you still understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. Dr. Go here. Yeah. <laughs> it's an example. It's a, an example. Look, one day we came for a crusade. Right here. Right here. And I went to my room, and I was talking with him in the night. Here, behind there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what did I tell you? Said to me, Dr. Go, I have a strong feeling that you don't appreciate your salvation. He said, it was a pastor, Reverend, when I stand on stage, we are having miracles, he introduced. That's what I told I said, to me, you don't appreciate your salvation. To me, that is my opinion. It really struck me. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought I was, I was, I mean, I was a pastor, and I felt I appreciated my salvation. Yeah. But now when I look at it, you were very right. Yeah. I thought I was alone. <laughs> because even though he was trying to work for God in a quasi way, do you understand? It was, it was, there was something lacking. It's true. And you can see, I said, because I remember also at another crusade, this time in Takrade, we went and we, after, after, after preaching, we went to a disco outside in the garden. We sat in the garden of a disco that he used to attend as a child. And we, we you know, sometimes when you finish preaching, you are very tired so to even get up and move. So we were there till about 4 a.m., all the team that were there. So about 4 a.m., we got up to go. And when we got to the door of the disco, what did you see there? We saw this, uh, uh, I think I have cast a, a, a smallish man with some, some two girlfriends. They had just come out of the door. He was wearing a, a singlet type of, with chains around him. Chains and chains muscles. Chains and muscles. He had a lot of muscles. Then I told you that this, play, this time and this door, if it had not been for the Lord. I would have also been coming out of this door. At the same time. And, and that would have been my fourth in the series for the night. Fourth what? Fourth attendance. My fourth disco attendance. Your fourth disco attendance. At around four o'clock. Normally we end around 5.30. <laughs> so that's what I'm, I'm looking at. Someone. I said, do, do you appreciate your salvation? Because when I look at the guy, I didn't know even how to witness to him. He looked so hot. Pastor Bano, do you remember that guy? He was there, yeah. yeah so how do you even approach the person? Christ, Christ died for you. Jesus died on the cross. So if you receive him this evening, you will be... It even sounds absurd. And you look at somebody like you, you were there. Now today you are dignified. This man, hey, God has done something for you. And, and, and still, you don't want to give your life to him. So I say, you don't appreciate your salvation. But if somebody appreciates it with a lamb, somebody appreciates it with a turtle dove, 
somebody appreciates whatever. You accept it. Even when you receive offerings, sometimes people have give offerings. You can see the level of appreciation from the offering they give. It's true. Somebody, there are people, somebody doesn't have much money. The person will come and offload a whole lot of money or whatever on you. You know, the person doesn't have money. And somebody who has a lot of money will come and give you some peanuts. You know you can see. Somebody says, oh, but it's the thought. Then it's a bad thought you have. It's a bad thought. If it's just a thought, then it's a bad thought. But as a pastor, you learn to appreciate the different levels of appreciation. And some of you, when you have Galatians 6, 6, and they don't appreciate you, you, you are disappointed. That's how, it, that's how you are also. It is being done to you. How you are is how it is being done to you. Mercy. So, God is blessed us with a powerful ministry. Whatever your level of sacrifice. That you will sit, we will sit together. I will not make a distinction between. I will sit with you at the same rank. I'm telling you, we will all be together. If only you, if you appreciate as much as I appreciate. I will, I will make you reverend. We will all wear, we wear the same chain. We wear the, the cross, everything together. I will, not, I will not introduce it. So this is a volunteer. No. No, no, no. This is a volunteer. We are reverend. These are just, I mean, some. No, no. We reverend this reverend. It is when they ask a question that they may even find out that you work at state insurance. They, they will never know that you are working as state insurance. Okay? So you are blessed. Number six. The purpose of lay pastors is to accommodate the different times and seasons at which people, different people respond to their callings. The purpose of a lay pastor is what? To accommodate the different times and seasons at which people, different people, respond to their calling. Amen. Amen. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early to hire laborers into his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a penny, in Matthew 20, 20 verse 1 to 7. He sent them into his vineyard. He went about at the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. He said, go also to the vineyard. Whatever is right, I will give you. They went their way. And again he went about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found all others standing idle. And he said, why do you stand here all day idle? And they said unto him, because no man hath hired us. And he said unto them, go ye to the vineyard. Whatever is right, you shall receive. Amen. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his servant, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the first unto the last. Amen. Same calling, same work, same vineyard. This man responded at nine o'clock. This man responded at two o'clock. This man responded at seven o'clock. Because it was not yet 11 of midnight. And when this one said yes, am I God to say no? When you have responded at 7 o'clock in your life. No, not me. That my calling is to encourage people to come and work for the Lord. <laughs> and I know there are different clocks. 
You see, there is a clock in you. Everybody has a clock. Did you know that there's a clock in you? Have you ever wondered why your period comes at a particular time? How does it count 28 days? How is it able to count exactly 28 days? How does it know this time for your period to start? And how does it know that it's time? Stop! There's a clock in everybody. There is a timing device within you. Timing things within you. Some people period come every 28 days. Some come 22 days. 21 days. Some come 33 days. 32 days. Some it doesn't come for 2 months. Then it comes. Everybody has a different clock. Should I say you are not a woman because your clock is uh, 32 days and somebody's clock came at 22, 21 days? And I say you are not a woman? Huh? Shall I distinguish all those 28 days on the right? 23 days, 22, 21, 14 days. So some people have every two weeks. So I don't know how your clock is working, Abby. Maybe, maybe I preach, you don't hear, but one day you, I preach, you hear. And you say, you say, but I say, oh, well, I preach, you say, Bishop, no, you know, something touched me. I realized, why not? Why not? I, I, I can understand. Because you have women, they stop having their period at the age of 40, 39. Some will be going 53. Some will give birth, 55. Yeah. They give birth. It depends. So everybody has these different responses to the same thing. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So should I say no to bishop? Then I wouldn't have had a bishop, bishop in temple. I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had him. Do you not know that there are people who have been in full time ministry before him? I can mention who are not bishops, like Pastor Johnny, Pastor Oko. They were they are, they've been in the full time ministry before he came into full time ministry. He was building his hospital. He had about twenty one employees. He was he was a career man. Do you understand? But when the clock turned, click! And he came to me, and when he came, he said, oh, he's selling his uh, hospital. He went and did an estimate for the hospital, that quantities of, to see the cost of operating table, cost of this, cost of operating light, cost of uh, ultrasound, every machine he made, big bill. So when he came, I said, oh, let us pray. So we pray, God should help you to sell it. But after some years, nobody was buying so I said, look, that thing you have to dash it if you really want to if you really want to work for God. Yeah. I said at first he was not prepared. You see, everything even becomes useless. Sometimes you are not prepared at that time. But a time came. He himself said, This thing it's almost like a curse that I have to get rid of. So that I and when he was ready, I if I had said no, you and I thought you when you were doing your housemanship, was I also not doing my house, housemanship around that same time? After. You did yours after. 
I met you in Kolebu. Since Kolebu, did you not see me working for God? When you saw me working for God, did you, did you not care to you what is important to God? I'm asking you a question. I'm not asking you a question. When you saw me working for God, did, did it not care to you what is important in the world? Is it today as an, as an elderly man, you are now coming to say that you want to, to work for God? Or you think I couldn't have said that? I could ask him. When we were working for God, all these years, I met you after you sat in the canteen. We were in the canteen when you started and introduced yourself. Your name is Lawrence Intefo or Emmanuel Intefo. And uh, you, you have come from uh, Russia and so when you were in Russia, you used to preach this, 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 this. And now, you say that now, as an elderly middle-aged man, you are now saying God has called you. All these years, He didn't call you. When you saw us giving ourselves to the ministry, did it occur to you what are the right things to do? Is it now that you are coming? No, I didn't say that. I said, praise God. I, I cannot, I can, I'm, I'm nothing. If you want to, fine. I recognize, I recognize and accept and honor the different timings that, and you flow with it. If you marry a woman, her period is 28 days, you flow with that time. If she dies, you marry another one, that clock is every 14 days. You have to accept it. Every 14 days, break time. Break for music. <laughs> every 14 days, break for music. <laughs> if you are not patient, your children will be few. Did you hear me? I said, if you are not patient, your children will be few. Your children will be few. Your members will be few. Everybody with you will be few. Your helpers will be few. Your people will be few. But if you have latitude to accommodate and understand. That is why sometimes when people are not educated, they don't understand. They don't understand why should this person end this? Why should he have a... Why should I work in a hospital I cannot afford to be admitted in? So wait. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. If I didn't have patience, I wouldn't have Pastor Joel. Since, look, since I was born and since I became a Christian, nobody has told me what he told me. Yeah. When I was talking to him about that, nobody has ever told me that I am allergic. Allergic to this thing that you are saying. I have become allergic to it. Nobody has ever told me. But I accepted it. I accepted that. I accepted it. When the time came that he came to rather say that he now wants to do the work and he wants to do that, he's no more having those whatever. I didn't bring that word. I kept that word in my when I was writing lay people and then I wrote it in it. I didn't say it to him. I just wrote it in the book. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I said, oh, you are welcome. I could have asked him that. Have you been to see the doctor? Have you been cured of that allergy? Which antihistamines have you been taking to cure you of that allergy? 
I would have asked, have you forgotten when you told me that you were allergic? You forgot it. When we were, what was the name of that tube station? London Bridge Tube Station. I followed him like a dog. Just to, from tube station to tube station, just to talk to him. We were going from here to here underground. Who is just walking on the day? As I was like, I'm irritating somebody. Oh. No, I'm, I'm not joking. When I'm joking, I will tell you that I'm joking. It's a real thing. I was following, it's like I'm following, it's like a man who has seen a woman, is following Oh! Examina, mina. Examina, mina. Examina, mina. Hey! If you don't have patience, your children will get finished. You will be executing them one by one. Say, you, firing squad, you out, you out, you out, out. Finish. It's true. So we are accommodating different timings. Maybe your time hasn't come yet. Maybe that you want to do whatever or I don't know what. Well, I'm going to still, still, even if it will be a form of training. As you are working as a lay person, you get so much exposure, training, ministry, officiating. You know, I haven't told the people that you are volunteer. I've just said you, reverend. Do what you are going to do, ordination. I will not say, these are volunteer reverend. Will all the volunteer reverend come forward? VR volunteer reverend come. They are not the real reverend. The real reverends are on the right, and the volunteer reverends are. There's nothing like that. That is why you incur upon yourself curses when you misunderstand and you misappropriate all these nice things that are being done for you. I'm telling you. Paul said, I thank Jesus Christ, my Lord, who has enabled me, for that he has counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, who was before a blasphemer. So before he was or ministry was blaspheming. But there's been a change in the timing. Paul's time to become an apostle was different from Peter's time to become an apostle. So Paul was fooling around for a long time. But he came in at a point and he came to even do more than the guys who had been there. Why should I not accommodate the Pauls that are coming in after Thomas's and others have come to perform? That's why, Pastor Jimmy, I told you you'll be a good missionary. Yeah. Because maybe one day he'll come and he'll say, look, I'm ready to go to Congo. I'm going to Kisangani. <laughs> hey! <laughs> but anytime I mention that topic to him, he just changes the subject. Yeah. He just changes the subject. He, he will just start saying something. Oh, the first lady, something, something. And he just changes. That's how he is. But I haven't said anything. I may write it in a book one day. That's all. But one day, you'll be surprised. The clock will start to change and say, you know something? This and that. So, why not? Why not? Yeah.
Bible says, and Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose name was Mark. But Paul thought it not good to take him with him, because he departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. Amen. But later on in Timothy, he said, take Mark and bring him with thee. Amen. Number seven. The purpose of lay pastors is to allow them, people, to serve God without giving up their childhood dreams. Their childhood dreams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, childhood dreams. Yeah. You may not want to accept it. That all of us have childhood dreams. And you become what is your vision. Your vision for life. Because the Bible says, without a vision, people perish. Your vision makes you become what you are. So you realize that you have a strong vision in your heart. And a dream. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. There are several of you, when I see you, I, I, I know your childhood dreams. Some of you have childhood dreams to be doctors, like Dr. Entefo. He had... His childhood dreams. Nothing could make him give it up. Yeah. Some of other doctors and other... You have, you have dreams. Some of you wanted to go abroad, like Pastor Joel. He wanted to go abroad. Yes. <laughs> you know, you see, God is not against some of the child. Some of the ideas, if you maybe God put it in your heart. And some of you, 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 your only dream is to be abroad. And now... You are abroad. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are there now. But sometimes, you see, when a person seems to be robbed of his childhood dream, he rather becomes like somebody who has been cheated. And a person who feels cheated or that he has been deprived of something is a dangerous person to employ that person or to have that person around. I would not like to have somebody who feels robbed of his dream. Yeah. You shouldn't be robbed of your dream. A lot of you have been allowing you to fulfill your dreams. I'm waiting for you to say, I've fulfilled it. <laughs> it's true. Amen? I want to be this. I want to be a British citizen. I want to have this amount of money. I want to be secure. I want to be that. I want to be this. I want all those dreams. I've learned to be afraid of those kind of dreams. I also agree there are things that I've had as a child. I would like to be this. I would like to do this. I would like to do certain things. But I've learned to give them to God. Because God's dream for me is more than my dream for myself. God's dream for me is more than my dream for myself. So when I can grow up and allow God, you dream and I follow your dream, then I'm going higher. 
And, 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 and fine. You are blessed in your dream. I will pray for your dream. Like Dr. Go said, I will drive you to the airport. I will help you to fulfill that dream. Literally. And I will never be against it. I am a fool when I am against you. I don't understand myself. It's a nation that doesn't understand that the wealth of the nation is the people that are in the country. When you cut them down, what do you have left? If I destroy you, I curse you, I fight you, I fight your small prosperity, how much do you have? What will you even get when you use your whole life to follow this dream? Why should I be against it? How could I be? I must be out of my rocker. I am in favor of your dream. Amen. I want you to accomplish it. Can't you see sometimes when you listen to me preach about money and so on, unfortunately, many I'm coming to that section, instead of following, even as lay pastors, should have followed more even the financial principles that are in this ministry. It would have made you prosper so much as a lay person. But you, 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 you always felt that anything Bishop is saying is Kill yourself and lose everything now. But when you listen carefully, you see all the keys to doing well. And then, as a lay person or any type of person, when we have a camp, even like the maturity camp we had last year, which has a lot of, it's not restricted. It's not restricted to only full time. You have all listened, many of you have listened to it. It's not restricted to anybody. It's just, it's, it's available if you, if you like it. But other people don't want to follow. So, your childhood dreams. Equa. Equa, I said your childhood dreams. Marriage. Children. It's true. Huh? What do you think? Money, car, someone I want to drive a Benz. I must be in a BMW car there and money German. I must have this, my child must go here. My, I, some of you, your dream is that your, your children should speak like a British uh, person. It's true. You may not know, but deep down, it is within you. Some of you want your children to speak like Americans. Ma'am, 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 I'm going out, ma'am. Hi, daddy. I'm going to, you want? It's your, it's your, it's your, it's your childhood dream, but you don't know. Some of your dream was to not, not live in Ghana, isn't it? I'm asking you, is it not true? Is it not, is it not true? Yeah. Will you not only thank me that I have not deleted that dream? I'd rather pray for your dream and giving you on the side an opportunity. You'll be fulfilling your dream. And you can also do something for the Lord on the side. You are now turning against me. What I have done for you, I don't think it's a nice thing. I don't think it's the right thing. No fine. Amen. Hey, sing for me. Come. purpose of a lay pastor, oh, let me give you the last point, is to allow people to make as much money 
as they want and become whom they can become. Why? 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 It is to allow people to choose. To choose. You are being allowed to choose. That will never be taken from you. No matter who you are. Okay, okay. I need, I need something to drink. Those of you who control such things. Now, Proverbs chapter 1 says, For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. God, Proverbs 1 verse 28. God allows you to choose. When he shows you the fear of the Lord, he shows you knowledge, he shows you foolishness, choose. That will never be taken away. So, when you are a lay pastor, you are being given an option to be a lay pastor. It's a choice. And it will not be taken away. Even God has not taken away your daughter. How much more a church? Huh? And we all have to respect. If I choose uh, marrying somebody, I don't expect your negative comment about my choice. Of what I am choosing to marry. It's my choice. If you choose something, and that is beautiful to you, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. Oh, there's more points I didn't see. My friend, you better start singing. Oh, my brother, where was I when you called out for me to help you? Did I seem too busy to
Tell me where were you when I really needed someone to talk to about a fault of mine that I've carried around for so very long. I could not tell, I could not tell anybody, cause anybody you see, anybody would understand. Oh, and when I couldn't talk to you, I felt so all alone. Oh, I know, I know you love me, but sometimes you, you don't know what to say, you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do Give me the strength to make it through Oh, but there's one One who's always Standing right here Standing here beside me 
Joy to 
Are you glad that God allows you to choose? Not forcing. Can you imagine you join a church and you are told who to marry? You can marry this, marry only this. Oh, it's free. Whether it's good or bad, you have it. Yeah. Fine or no fine, it's your choice. What do you think? Huh? That is something God doesn't take away. There are some religions you have to be by force. They force the people to be. But Christianity, we don't force. You can choose. Amen. And the last point, why the purpose of lay pastors is to prevent premature exposure to ministry. Amen. Premature exposure. Amen? Premature exposure to ministry. Because some of you if, you, if you were to come into full-time ministry at a certain point, you, you always blame the church for your state. But now look at you. And who are you going to blame? You blame yourself. Isn't it? Whether you did well or you didn't do well, you blame yourself. But if you had all been employees of the church, you'd be cursing me day and night. So, childhood dreams, fulfill it. Make as much money as you want to. Do whatever. Choose. Have your own choice. And also be protected from premature exposure to something that you are not yet ready for. Okay. Any questions? Before we go to the purpose of some other things. Question at the back. Yes. Bishop, I actually don't have a question, but a contribution. Okay. I actually don't have a question, but a contribution. Um, when he said to allow us, the purpose of the lay ministry is to allow us to achieve our childhood dreams. I remember when I was in secondary school, my daddy wanted me to be a priest. He wanted me to go to Trinity College. And I told him, I won't go. <laughs> because the dream I had was to be a CEO of a company. But when I got to in secondary school, I happened to be in SU. And then I remember joining Lighthouse. And then I found an opportunity to still pursue my 
Childhood dreams. Childhood dreams. And also serve the Lord. So it's very, very true. I mean, for what you're saying. Very true. And what did you say? And his father's yeah. dream too for you is also being fulfilled. Are you a CEO? I'm becoming. <laughs> and it's also to allow you to become who you can become, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> it's too great. So, is it not just gratitude that should be given back? Gratitude. That is what we should have. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, Bishop, I have a question. Point number six indicates to accommodate different times and seasons at which different people respond to the call. Yeah. How can we reconcile that with superannuation? <laughs> okay. Superannuation that we have introduced is something that is concerns the lay ministry. It's not, it's not retirement for... You see, you will not retire from your job when you are 50. You understand? You are not going to retire from your job. Neither is a full-time pastor going to retire from his job of full-time ministry because he's 50. Do you get it? So, that is a different thing. And the supernation in the lay ministry is not a retirement from ministry. You see, which is what you need to understand. But perhaps what all that we are going to do is we are just going to implement it this week. And you yourselves will see. Sometimes you see pastor, oh yeah, me have been supernated for uh, the last eight years, but I rather, I rather became a Jew, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm even... It's as simple as that. So it's not like a withdrawal, but also the reality that some lay pastors are not really able to do the obligations that we expect for you to be at certain meetings, to do certain... They can't do it and they don't want to do it. Demands expectations. So we just ask you to just be nicely... Yes. Do you understand? So it's rather uh, an honorable... So it doesn't, it doesn't conflict. Where there could be a conflict would be somebody is about 50 years old or much older and wants to come to be in full-time ministry. That is where... You know, but if the person is capable and the person is ready and the person wants to, you understand. An example is Pastor Tamba, who unfortunately is not here because he did not understand the superannuation. He rather thought that it meant that he's not really supposed to be here. So I called and said, you should, What is that? But he rather has retired now and he rather wants to be you know, in the ministry in full time. So I'm even rather thinking of how to send him as a missionary. Yeah. I've not been planning with him how to, he was back for the UN for so many years how to send him to some places to go. He, everywhere he has gone he has built churches yeah everywhere he has well built as a leper physically built the churches you see the church with the church building that he built 
That's how he is. So, he's the type of person that is even rather in the full real retirement age, but can rather refire into other things. So that's why I said that if you, you are misunderstanding supernatural where you don't really see. That's why I said we just implement it so that you yourself will see that it's not anything that is meant to clip anybody's wings. Rather, we are trying to work your best. Why, rather, when you are experienced and you are mature, do we not need you? Rather, that is when we need your input. Unless you are becoming an orangu. If you are becoming an orangu, then say, Dada, yes, we will respond to you. Have I answered your question? Yes, the second part of it is. Okay. Right. Yes? Uh, Bishop, um, you gave examples of the link between um, education and disloyalty. And quite, I mean, the examples were quite, I mean, true. But I'm just thinking, um, what, I mean, if I like somebody's wife, I don't need to be a doctor or carpenter, that thing should, it's natural that you should know that what you're doing is bad. It has got nothing to do with your education. And that, that is the thing that I'm, it's like I'm thinking about that, I mean, a doctor would do the same, a carpenter would do the same, I mean. So you are thinking that whether he's educated or not educated, he may do the same he thing. He would do, he, that, that is He what, would know it's wrong. Yes, yeah, so it isn't, I don't know how, how much the education affects your decision in being funny? Oh. I asked Bishop, so let He asked me, don't answer. And he has a right to ask a question. And a right to get an answer. Are you there? Now, the question is whether really it is the case that um, when you are uneducated, it can affect your loyalty. Is that the question? Yeah. Because whether you are educated or not educated, you should know that it's wrong. Yes. But what I'm saying is that, like, there are some people who may more likely, not that they will, not understand what you are saying. For instance, like, if you take like guns, a gun may more likely quarrel with you about something than, let's say, a fancy. Are, are you with me? But I'm not saying that because there are educated people equally who are very beastly. That is not the point. But what I'm, I'm just showing you that there is a pattern. Sometimes you realize that they don't really understand the implications of what they are doing. Just like when you say that, why should I work in a hotel that I can't afford to live in? That's not right. Why should I work in a hospital that I cannot afford to be sick in? That is not right. Why should I uh, uh, work in a restaurant that I cannot afford to eat in? That's not right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very simple, one-step logic. It's, it's not like that. Why should I wash a car that I cannot drive? <laughs> that, 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 that is how people do politics. 
That's how politics is. You just stir up the emotions of the common man and then everybody is following you. But what I'm saying is that there is more to it. You see, when, when God in Brown was going out, he, was, he, said, he said to the people who were coming, he said that your policies are not well thought through. That was the last thing that he said to them. Your policies are not well thought through. <laughs> they have not thought through it fully. Yeah. This was, I noticed that comment that he made as he was leaving for these young guys. He said that your policies are not well thought through. You see. <laughs> yeah. And he has been a chancellor of the exchequer for many years. And he was telling that you have not thought through it fully what you are doing. When you think through the ramifications, you see, if for instance you become an around, you will lose all your friends. Yeah, maybe you haven't thought about everybody that you flow with today, you associate for years, your family, spiritual, everything will change. Because it will, be, it will become, yes, even your wife, it will become difficult to even, because everybody you have lived in and around the church. So now everybody, because you are doing something that, even not that we are your enemy, but you have made yourself such that it's difficult. It's like in Ghana, you are an NPP, somebody is NDC, you are all really, they have to campaign and you. It's like the two guys who became milibands, the, the guys who were the uh, Labour government in England, the Labour Party. Two brothers stood for the prime minister position. So they have to campaign against each other. And if you don't take care, it, it is not that I'm your enemy, but in campaigning or having stood on these different platforms, before you realize, it, it makes us enemies. I was explaining to one guy who was leaving the church. He was my relative. I told him that, look, you don't understand what you are doing. It's my own relative. I said, this thing is going to, it, it's not me. It's going to cause problems. You will see. And today it's like my enemy. That's how it is. It's like an enemy. Because in his church today are sitting my church members. Because you have started a church just by our church in Zurich. And obviously, whenever there is any problem in this church, they say, let's go to this place who used to be our pastor for five years. And you constantly create conflict. The other time I was speaking on my phone, I said, remember that my church members are sitting in your church. And I mentioned that and I said, this person is in your church. This person is in your church. This person is in your church. And this person is in your church. Do not forget that. As you are there, Pastor, half my people are in your church. And I will not leave it like that. I will not leave that issue. No. You have taken the meat and left me with the bones. trying to make is that it's not that we want to, when you think it through that's why God in Brown said to the people that and your policies are not well thought through <laughs> you need to think it through what are you doing it's going to have an effect 
that you don't understand. So when this guy was leaving, I told him, if you want to go and be your own mother, fine. Don't do it here in Zurich. You have been a pastor of the church for five years. Don't do it here. When you do it here, it's going to cause all kinds of problems. You, I love you. I love you. I like you. You are my brother. You are my friend. You have been my pastor. I don't want to be your enemy. You see, people force us into positions. I say, you are forcing us into an odd place. Can I come? Can I come and ordain you? Can I come and support? I cannot. As I support you and I do whatever, I'm supporting the breaking. But when I stand there, I'm seeing my church members sitting there. You may not have called them, but they are being called by your presence and your actions. But you see, it takes a certain thinking through of what you are doing. What you are doing, this is going to be the effect. People don't know. Some, we have had some pastors in Switzerland who have left and started churches. Some of them have closed down already. And it's because they have not thought what they are doing to us. The church is paying rent every month of thousand whatever pounds. You have to find it yourself now. And find a way of paying that rent. But you haven't thought about it. What it is involving. And the instrument. And this and that. And so many things you haven't thought it through. And that you have led the people based on a rebellion. Which is not a long term thing. You cannot sustain somebody's anger or emotion for a while, it will die down. Then it's like, okay, now, what do you also have to offer? Can you lead them? You see, is the thinking through. Sometimes you will not think it through. Uh-huh. Now, as you are saying, let's share the grace. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, communion, fellowship. And you are shocked! Because our church is separated by a wall. And they are saying communion, fellowship, contribution, and party. All of them are lighthouse people. And then you say, okay, we'll use it for now. But but we'll change it with with time. (laughs) You've not thought it through. And even the grace is not for you. And the, and, the, and the members, they shout, forgive, mercy, mercy, forgive. And they're all sitting there. They've not thought it through. What does it mean? You have not thought of it that you will die. When you die, what will, what will happen to these people? Like this situation in Zurich. These people start churches, whatever, all over. And some of them, as soon as they've started the church, they say they are leaving to England. Relocating to England. So now the people have no church. Do you understand? So they are scattered. And what happens to the people? So now they are all, because you poison them. When they were leaving, you have to give them a good reason. So you have to say something bad. Let's say, Bishop is this. He is this. He is this. As the people believe, so, huh, it's a very good reason. Let's go this way. Then they all come. When they come, then you are there. It's okay, you know, I have to go somewhere. So you leave them. They are there. They can't go here. They can't go here. They can't go. You have not thought what you are doing. You have not thought about it fully. That's what I mean by the uneducated sometimes. They don't, because they, they sometimes don't think through certain things. And that's why you may not be that educated, but you can think. And it depends. You take somebody like Otabel, Dr. Otabel. He's not an educated man. 
It's not an education. It's think through a lot of things. You watch him, he's thinking all the time. He's the most thinking pastor I've ever seen. It's true. But it's, it's all level. That's as far as he could go. You take Bishop Duncan Williams. He's equally not even class three. Yeah. When you ask him, he says, I have no classmates. But you can think through even though you haven't been to a level. That's what we are saying. But some people refuse to think. So think it through. That's what God in Brown told them. Your policies are not, you will discover that they are not well thought through. I noticed it. I just thought about it. Wow. 